When you hear that music, you know that we're about to go to the UK and to get all the latest UK news with our uh, our man on the spot, Brandon Smith. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. You played that song again. That's brilliant. Well, that's your theme song now. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so the next thing I'm going to do is have a voiceover recorded over it saying, and now the UK report with Brandon Smith. Can we have some like those old-fashioned um, newsreel, like do 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 do? Oh, now you're getting a bit carried away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do for you. Okay. Of course, you've had um, such a surprise with your elections. Well, it's been an absolute surprise, I think, for everybody, including the party leaders themselves. I mean, every poll up uh, up until the election uh, said a completely different story. Mm. And here we are, the, the Conservative government with David Cameron leading as uh, walked home to victory and a, a sizable victory over Labour. Well, it's, it's pretty much going to be a landslide, isn't it? Well, it is. They've got a, a solid majority. They've got 331 seats. Um, now, they really could have uh, done that on 323, so they're well in the margin to uh, to be able to govern without uh, needing to do coalitions and and uh, too many deals. Which oh, is, which is so bad. much better. Well, it's a big sigh of relief that there's not going to be another hung palm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you seriously don't want that to happen. Now, the, no, the Scottish no. Labour Party absolutely decimated on the brink of being obliterated. In fact, I heard a great analogy yesterday where they said there's more pandas than Labour parliamentarians in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, well, the SNP have completely cleaned up and... Um, uh, that's going to be uh, very interesting, actually, because uh, it's a bit of be careful what you wish for with uh, with this election for the Conservatives, I think, because uh, in the next five years, they've, they've got three pretty big things sort of chomping at their, at their feet. And one of them is the SNP, who are bound to push for another referendum on Scotland going independent. Um, so that's going to be quite a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then we've also got the uh, renegotiation with Brussels, uh, because David Cameron promised a referendum on, on being a part of the EU yes. by 2017. Now, the talk is now that that could be brought back, uh, brought forward, sorry, a year to 2016, or even this year, if they get their deal through with Brussels sooner. So, Brandon, so, what, what's the feeling? Obviously, a referendum would be to ask whether, whether the people in, in Britain want to stay in the EU. Is that right? Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. I mean, what we, the exact question, how it will appear on the paper is yet to be mm. decided. But at the moment, in terms of talk, it's, yeah, do you want to be a part of it or not? I'm not sure it's quite that simple uh, in terms of being a part of Europe. There's pros for it. There's cons to it. Mm. Um, I think a lot of how much uh, people want to be a part of Brussels will also depend on whether Scotland wants to stay within Great Britain or Greater Britain. Mm. Because of you know, if Scotland break away and they are their own country, that would mean less less seats for the UK in Brussels, not as much power, um, and that would reflect you know onto the UN as well. Mm. So because because Jim Murphy lost his seat, didn't he, the Labour yes, leader? So, yes, mm. no, the Labour leader. You mean yeah. Ed Miliband? Uh, no, oh no, the, the, sorry, the Scottish fellow, Jim Murphy. Oh, yes, yes. Mm. yeah, yeah, and, and think, a couple uh, of them resigned, didn't they? 
Uh, from the from the party, you mm. mean? Mm. Yes. Well, all the other party leaders have resigned except Nicola Sturgeon, of course, because she won in Scotland. <laughs> all right. I think there's only 58, 59 seats, and she got 56 of them. Oh, okay. So it's uh, it's uh, it's quite surprising because when they had the the, the Scottish referendum uh, not too long ago, um, it was a no vote, and yet the SNP have come to power and very pro, you know, break away. So. Mm. Uh, it's interesting days. Certainly is. Um, we now, could get to the... Sorry. No, no, you keep going. I was going to say, we could get to the next election in years and not be in Europe and not have Scotland on the map with us um, and maybe not even have David Cameron as Prime Minister because he has said that he won't uh, go for a third term. So he may decide to step, a, step aside uh, before the next election. Ah. All right. And uh, and just before we wrap up, Royal Watch. I mean, it, I was away last week, of course, at the Logies when the, uh, when the announcement came through, um, but it would have been so well received. And, and the name, choosing the name would have been probably the most important thing. Well, the name is very interesting. <coughs> and um, William has, uh, has, has done himself proud and got some uh, kudos points on this because... Uh, it's long sort of been thought, you know, does, does William have the political nounce and spine to sort of uh, fight and make his mark within the establishment? And uh, with the naming of, of uh, the princess, Charlotte Elizabeth Diana, he's kind of ticked the sort of tradition boxes, but including Diana, he's also, you know, said that uh, he is going to, to honour uh, the name of, of his late mother. Mm. And um, this is kind of the fourth part of a, of a picture that's um, forming with, with how William is keeping his mother's legacy alive. I mean, first there was the engagement ring, of course, mm. to Kate. Uh, then he chose Kensington Palace uh, as his uh, London home. Of course, he grew up there when his mother was alive. And then an interesting thing was uh, he has chosen the Sandringham Estate in Norfolk uh, as the country home. Now, that's where Diana grew up. Uh, at Park House, which was ah, next door to that. Right. Where most of the royals, all his cousins and his father and everything, are over in Gloucestershire on the other side of the country. Um, so, and then sort of, then having the, uh, the the tip of the cap to his mother, if you like, with putting Diana in the name is kind of the fourth. Now, there's murmurings that um, his ultimate goal will be to reinstate Diana's HRH title, which was, of course, stripped from her as a part of the divorce settlement for ah, Charles. Okay. So there's thought that, that he's starting to tread that um, political line to make that happen. And if he can't have that happen before he comes king, it's kind of thought that that would be one of the first few things that he will do when, when he becomes king to mm-hmm. make sure that his mother is firmly back within oh, the royal family. That's interesting. And, of course, uh, Charlotte can also be uh, for Prince Charles too because I think she'll, right, she'll yeah. be called Charlie. Of Charlie, course. of course, yeah. So obviously, you know, it was it was actually quite nice because mm. it was a nod to his dad, it was a nod to his grandmother, and he's very, very close to the Queen, um, and a and, nod to his mother. And so as it, was, it turns out, the Middletons have used Elizabeth a lot along the way as well. So I, I think he's kind of keeping the in-laws happy too. Oh, well, I think his in-laws are very happy. I mean, Carol Middleton's moved into the to a house up here on the Sandringham Estate, and she's apparently moved in there for the next month to take over the running of the household and uh, mm. organising the staff. So <laughs> I don't have any fear of that. <laughs> All good. Uh, delight to chat with you as always, Brandon. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. That's uh, Brandon Smith, our man in the in the UK.